what's one tip? <laughs> People must do this to you all the time. What's one tip to tell if someone's BSing you, if someone's telling you a fib, a lie? <laughs> Look at someone in the eye yep. and repeat the question. Really? Yep. So if I said to you, hey man, what's meaning? Yep. And if you started like fidgeting all around and doing stuff. The secret, the secret to human interaction in an interview is that humans become very, very awkward in silence. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. We're on the road again. It's part of my it's part of my routine now. Getting out there, driving, talking, recording. It all blurs into one thing. And I try and think of the through line. What am I up to? Well, I'm engaging with life. I'm playing the game of life. I am an active member. And there's something really cool about that, you know. In our world, we outsource so much. Even waking up is outsourced to an alarm. So what are we insourcing? And I guess that's for me, this podcast, this connection I have with you, the audience, with the guests. It all combines. I mean, what's been developing over the last episodes and all of the episodes is this idea of our shared humanity, the common ground between us. I've been able to articulate that over the last few weeks because an idea's emerged of raising up our collective consciousness. My friend Hugh Jones, I talk about him quite a lot in the podcast, and we are starting our own podcast called Cultivating Consciousness. It's this idea of us winning together. And how do we do that? Well, I think it's by us being together, by us sharing together. The together is the important part. And it can feel like it's a solo game. You know, the online world feels like a solo game. You can block people. You can mute people. I think in the real world, as I'm discovering driving this van around, I'm playing this game, but I'm also driving. When I'm podcasting with people, there's people looking in the van saying, what the hell's going on there? Because it looks different. I'm negotiating with the guest in real time in a small space. There's a lot of things going on and we're outsourcing that. So, so yeah, it's cool. Hopefully you're picking up a few things as I am in real time around these conversations. This week, John Borland joins me. Uh, it's his 30th birthday at the time we were recording this podcast. And John and I have a good chat. He's a private investigator. He is someone that I say dives in to the human psyche. He's trying to understand what makes us tick because he solves things for people, you know? He works for, works alongside the authorities by solving things, by investigating things, by uncovering things. And I find that very fascinating. Someone who goes out there to try and understand things, to, to really dig deep into how do you know someone's lying? And I ask him, how do we find out how someone's lying to us? So John and I sit in the van, uh, we interact with each other, we, we, we had a good coffee catch up, uh, it's a bit of a rushed podcast because it was lunch break for me and we, we uh, had a coffee together and had a yarn and, and um, we decided, yep, we'll jump in and we'll do this podcast thing. So uh, yeah, shout out to John for uh, joining me on the podcast and blowing our minds, sharing his story. Okay team, enjoy this week's episode. Thank you all for blowing my mind. 
welcome to Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Please blow my mind. Whoa. That's the goal, brother. Get joy in your lives <laughs> yeah. every day. I'm just simply looking to be 1% better every day. I get it, man. <laughs> We're together on that. That is yeah. mind-blowing. We've got our work cut out for us. It's the thing that inspires me to continue on. Everything happens, and then we find a reason. You just went deep. John, we're recording, bro. What's up? <laughs> not much, mate. Not is this, much. Is this a bit weird for you being jammed in a, a little van? Does it feel? I mean, you're a real private investigator. <laughs> I'm sure people look at us and they're like, "Those dudes must be." I mate. <laughs> like I said, yeah, I might have to just lease this up for some work, mate. <laughs> Outstanding, mate. I tell you what, you could be outside, and those who are watching the video, uh, we can we can change the lighting in here. So it's red hot. Uh, it kind of feels like a '70s porno. Uh, anyway, um, so we connected online, like all good relationships start these days. LinkedIn, mate, LinkedIn. Yeah. You're a man who does a lot of things. How do, how do you describe to people what you do? So, by trade, a private investigator. So, What does that mean, though? So, essentially, I've got a license by the Ministry of Justice to complete investigations that the police don't do. <laughs> uh, prerequisite, don't have a criminal record. Right. Um, so, yeah, and then majority of my work's insurance yep. but I do the odd you know private jobs jobs for um, you know businesses yep. law firms and so you're uh, you're making a career by by understanding and analysing kind of humans and and, and trying to um, you know I guess trying to uh, predict would that, would that be part of it predicting yeah. what happens so my, my passion is investigative interviewing so that's um, one of the reasons I get the jobs I do is mm. I do physical interviews as opposed to over the phone or via yeah. email because I really like to you know have the person in front of me and analyse them both um, through their physical cues and also their linguistic cues when mm. they speak um, to try and, and see and what they're telling the truth uh, 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 are we as humans so obvious? Like, uh, oh, 100%. Is there, like, like, are there just things we do that you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. So subconsciously, we all do. You know, um, I, I run courses throughout New Zealand where mm. I teach insurance claims handlers. Um, you know what to look out for. Wow. And you know, you talk for hours about what to look for, but yeah, um, yeah we we do things. <laughs> you know, just the mere switching from past to present tense when telling a story can tell when someone's telling porcupines right. you know. I, I wonder too if it's a fine line because sometimes people are nervous you know yep. and and I mean I feel it myself um, I'm aware that I'm recording us yep. I'm aware that this will probably live forever somewhere on the internet but so so there is a heightened level of expectation and and I also wonder bro if like you know you're talking about human physical cues and all of that stuff's removed from the internet isn't it Yep. And so it must have an effect on us as humans. And it does. And the one thing that I do say to people when I, you know, give them lessons on what to look out for mm. is they are only cues. They're not nothing set in stone. You know, nervous people will give off indicators, mm. but they're telling the truth. They're just wow. nervous, you know. So all it is is it just gives you a flag to just dig into that area a little bit more. Mm. Um, you may come up with nothing, but, you know, the more flags you can identify, the greater your chances are yeah. of if someone is, you know, not telling the truth that you're going to be able to uncover that. Wow. Um, I wonder, too, what you're thinking of, you know, what what, what does the truth mean for you? Is, is it that logical that it's just like, um, you know, because the truth... It feels, you know, we've got fake news. Yep. That, that's a thing these days. And it's we're almost entering into a part of the society where your truth is whatever you think it is. Yep. And so, so uh, I guess that makes sense 
if you want to make yourself feel good but how does it actually help like when you think of the truth what is that the law yeah and i mean it's made easier say for an insurance investigation the truth is the policy Mm, you know right and policy is black and white you know it's a written contract and you know you've got contract law so Mm. you're looking right like you said law um which makes it very black and white in my Mm. mind what the truth is but you're right you know humans interpret things how they want to interpret them so in um you know normal day i guess it's very subjective what the yeah, truth bro. is well the truth is based on feelings too these days right and how am i feeling and yeah i guess that's i kind of feel at a subconscious level i'm not that happy with that because yeah. i feel like lots of people died over the years through wars through fighting so we could learn what truths are you know mm. human rights for example yep. and, and those type of things and yeah i wonder if it goes back to you know we're kind of talking and, and our example today of catching up is a very human catch up mm. eh? it's like oh, it's yeah important mm. you know like our our um underlying discourse for catching up had nothing to do with actually doing a podcast yeah. it was just couple bros grabbing a coffee and just in a world that's so busy Mm. just forcing ourselves to take five minutes to just sit back and watch the world go by what do you think our old our old mans like our dads would think like do you imagine when they were kind of rolling around as you know 20 30 40 somethings that this is something they i mean they did it right they went to the pub often yep. and it, it was acceptable yeah it was um i guess they know. laced themselves with booze though eh? which is yeah well my old man was the hardest worker i've ever met yeah. so um you know he no doubt he loved going to the pub but yeah. i don't know whether he just used <laughs> to take five minutes during the day like i do like i said to you before i'm um i'm blessed in some respects to have the um working um mindset of my dad but the laziness of a millennial so i have i have <laughs> that's um, hilarious i have no issues you know having a five minute power I, hour. I hope if someone googles you this is the clip that comes up and they're like oh uh, I, <laughs> anyone who knows me you know yeah. that's that that's that statement's no surprise yeah but the thing is that's the truth eh? Of, of everyone you know like and sometimes i think those generations before us worked their asses off so that we could have the privilege to be lazy 100%. and i live an incredibly privileged life i yeah. um i've never said anything to the contrary you know, I'm yeah. incredibly lucky that, you know, at the age of 27, I just hop on a plane, fly to a new country, mm. set up a company, two years later, kicking goals. You yeah. know, how amazing is that ability to do that? Dude, you know? that's awesome. You know, two decades ago, you know, back in, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I'm right here, but if we look back oh, two decades ago, the mm. average age of a director of a company was about 40 years of age. Right. And now it's 27. Yeah. Well, even the idea of a job for life, yeah, doesn't exist now. Well, I don't know if I'll do this forever. Yeah. You know, the, the world, the world truly is so dynamic that you just don't know what's going to happen the next day. I also wonder if that's part of the the negative mental health is that it's so dynamic; it really requires you to be part of it. Yep. And you can't just hide under your, you know, you're not a copywriter forever. You're not a this forever. Mm. There must have been some solace in that. That. I'm this, and at least I don't have to worry what I'm doing tomorrow because I'm going to my work. Yeah. It's the devil you know type thing. And yeah. now it's like every day the world's your oyster. But, you know, it's not easy to open an oyster. You no, gotta, it's you got to know. And I think that, you know, throughout life you mm. develop skills, qualities, um, and you use those with a degree of flexibility to chop and change between what you do mm. with the way the world evolves. You know, look at podcasts. Yep. You know, that's a perfect example. I'm mm. about to enter into a podcast. You're yep. doing a podcast. Mm. Um, and that's off the back of skills and qualities that were through traditional jobs back in the day that you just sort of 
change and adapt yeah. to, and now you, you run a podcast. Well, I wonder what it means for the generations after us. You know, if you think about... Uh, have you ever read a book, Sapiens? Have you had a look at that? So I haven't read it. I'm listening to the audio book. I'm about halfway through, but they give us the chronological order of humanity mm. and that there was about kind of eight or seven to eight different um, types types of humanoid. And it's like Homo sapiens, us, and what we're really good at is teaming up and wiping things out. Oh, yep. So we wipe the other lot out, and that was... Um, what it, what it selected was us being this dynamic kind of being mm. that can uh, I think there's something like 150 people you can keep relationships with above that you need a bigger story yep. and the story was you know religion and 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 kind of uh, an idea bigger than yourself. ideology yeah yep. yeah yep. so it's super interesting because I think we still we obviously still are like that you know we're still uh, and and the interesting bit to that is because we're pushing um, you know, I don't know the facts on this, but it feels like we're pushing maybe the traditional idea of faith out. Yeah. Um, and it's challenging because I don't know what I believe. Yeah. I, I picked your brains before we started the podcast. It's kind of like uh, uh, we well, maybe no, no one truly knows. Then you know, yeah, yeah. People, like I said here before, people are entitled to hope, and religion is hope. Mm. So, um, but no one truly knows. But now we're because we. It's a little bit like you know we talked about job for life at least you didn't have to worry when everyone believed in a god mm. you didn't have to worry about where you were going because you were going somewhere yeah, yeah, yep. you know and the and now gates, yep. yeah man and now it's like well sorry it's uh it's up to you and that's quite a all we really have is each other then yeah and, and i mean you can take that two ways you can choose to i suppose be scared of that or you can choose mm, to embrace that you mm. know and i suppose that comes down to a mindset mm. um for me it doesn't phase me i'd you know, we just keep keep rolling on. Why do you think you're like that? Because I think it phases a lot of people. Well, I, I like I grew up. I've received Holy Communion. I went to private schools from right. primary school all the way up. You know, I'm probably one of the only thirty year olds that was still taught by a sister when I was in <laughs> primary school. You know, wow. very traditional. But through my experiences in life, uh, my time served um, as a detective in the police. Um, I, you know, I changed my attitudes and my belief. You know, and I guess. I truly am. I, I'm one of those people that, after seeing everything, I just don't know. And mm. I know, you know, my my um, attitude is to just, you know, live day by day, and you know, just try and live your best life, and whatever happens, happens. You know, dude. And and there are quite. You need a bit of balls for that too, yeah. eh? Because it's a little bit scary, you know, especially on the days where, let's say, money's a bit tight. Mm. So been there, yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> but don't you think it's cool that we can acknowledge that? And I think that's 100%. part of it. You know, that, like you don't have to be macho anymore and pretend nothing's on your mind. If oh, stuff's on your mind, you, you say it, eh? Anyway, and that's one of the, the true um, achievements of, I think, the last 20 years is, mm. you know, if you look at men's mental health, and I'm a huge advocate for it, is yeah. we've gone away from, you know, <laughs> even growing up, me and the boys used to have a hashtag called Men Cry Too. Mm. And that's, you know, we used to take the mickey out of it. But, mm. you know, it's okay for blokes to cry. Yeah. You know, it's okay for blokes to have anxiety. It's mm. okay for blokes to be depressed. It's normal, you know. And that um, that is one of that is one of the true achievements of the last 10 years yeah. of what our generation has done. With your kind of, um, how do I describe it? With your PI skills? Is that a good way to describe it? I yeah, mean, investigative skills, With generally. your investigative yep. skills, can you kind of see through the mask as well as of, of happiness you know for you, blokes you can um but everything's indicative um you, you know um 
people you get false readings um, right. you know that's just humans but um you know like i said you just you can do it and you get flags and then you just look at those flags but I'd like to think, um, like I said to you before, humans are incredibly intuitive by nature. Mm. So I feel like, you know, you and I, if you truly take the time to sit down and talk to someone, you'll, you'll get an intuition on where their head's at and mm. what they're doing. So, um, yeah, I'd like to think that I can. The key is, I guess, talking. And talking and listening. Yeah, you know, right. We, right. we learn to read, we learn to write, but we rarely learn to listen. Mm. It's one of my biggest uh, mottos I use throughout life, and I got taught that by... Uh, one of the facilitators in the police academy that tried to teach me to march and I was mm. a terrible marcher couldn't do it absolutely useless but he always used to throw when he yelled at me he used to say we learn to read we learn to write but we rarely learn to listen yeah so true far out uh, you mentioned before when we were having our coffee um, that you did you say Australia's youngest detective yep yep so at the time of being appointed as a detective, I was 26. That's such a clickbait title, eh? Australia's <laughs> youngest detective. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there would have been a younger one throughout <laughs> Australia. Like, I only worked in the Queensland police, so it's a state and there's, you know, yeah. states and territories, but, you know, 26 is, in, you know, the, the average age would be 30 plus. So mm. to be at 26 is an incredibly, pr- one of my proudest achievements, wow. and it was certainly a goal I set myself at the age of 19 when I joined the police. Is that right? Was it a gnarly job, though? Like, have oh. you seen everything, bro? Yeah, more or less. Like, yeah. there's not. There's, I haven't been told something or had something described to me that I haven't seen. Wow. Um, and psychologically, like, uh, how are you processing that? And and I guess they must have um, kind of procedures in place to help you. I don't know the terminology, but I I affect, I think it like a computer, like cache it out of your mind. Or? Yeah. So I, I look at it differently. So I, I look at every human, and I use this example a lot when I talk to people about police officers because they have. To, Emergency service workers generally, not just police, so, you know, fireys, ambulance, they, they've, it's, it's a, such a traumatic job day in, day out. And I look at humans like a candle, like you don't know how, what the size of someone's candle is and they're wick. Mm. So every time you go to a traumatic job, that candle just gets a little, a little bit more, you know, and you don't know when you're going to run out of wick. Mm. So I was, um, I was very lucky that I joined at 19. I was single. I didn't have, you know, I had my family, but... I didn't have children, I didn't have a wife, I didn't have any of those external pressures. Um, so I could do the very, very traumatic stuff and it didn't have a resemblance. You know, like you go to a mm. homicide mm. of a small child and you've got a child, boom, straight away there's going to be trauma. Mm. Um, and I didn't have any of that. Right. So I was incredibly lucky that I did what I did and I exited at 27, um, then had the birth of my child and, you know, got married and stuff. So, right, far um, I was lucky. Um, but still, you know, there's some there's some stuff in my head that you know isn't right but i acknowledge it's not right right so that's what keeps me going yeah i mean isn't it strange too that uh, we do live in the probably uh, a time and i guess i choose my words carefully because i speak maybe from the western world you know the new zealands the australias mm. the, the americas and you know britain where we don't know trauma every day and yeah. I, I don't say it uh, generally, I say, you know, um, I, I acknowledge that, man, there's some hellish places on earth at the moment. We, we live in a very, very lucky part of the world. Yeah. The Commonwealth is yeah. just right. incredibly lucky, you know, mm. um, in comparison to other places. Yeah. So you're 100% right. But, but the thing with when you don't go through that is you forget. I was listening to a podcast this morning about superbugs and how we're running out of options for uh, antibiotics. Mm. And general public doesn't know. Mm. They just think, you know, they don't... 
it's hard to convince someone finish your antibiotics because when you don't you don't kill all the bugs and when you don't kill all the bugs they mutate mm. and that's what creates the super bugs mm. and it's so hard to like if we had just seen someone pass away because of a superbug, yeah. you could guarantee we'd have the lesson. I'm up shit's creek without a paddle then, because man, you know, I've taken have some you? half courses oh, of antibiotics in my time. Oh, oh maybe I'll call that the, the youngest <laughs> detective who never finished his antibiotics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, well, if that's the way I'm going to go, that's the way I'm going to go, isn't it? Um, let's turn to something uh, very important now. So we talked, and I told you to be quiet because you started bringing it up when we were walking to the van. Uh, you watched Joe Rogan's podcast with Bob Lazar. Yep. And you said something very interesting to me. You said while you were listening, you were analyzing him. Yep. What were you scoping for? So my wife's sister is incredibly into podcasts. And she said, mm-hmm. you need to watch the Bob Lazar podcast. Should we just give a bit of context if people haven't seen that? Okay, so, yep. So who's Bob Lazar? So Bob Lazar was one of the workers at Area 51 way back when, I think mm-hmm. in the 70s or something like that. And essentially he did work on UFOs and pretty confident he saw an alien he's not sure but essentially for the last 30 years uh the world's been trying to silence him Mm. um and i'm i was very much a skeptic of it so like i knew of it but i and it was which is a good thing so i went into watching the podcast very subjective um but yeah my wife's sister said you need to watch it so we sat down in the lounge room and i had my father-in-law my wife my wife's sister wow and we just sat there and we just watched the podcast and while they were just watching and listening all I did was just watch Bob Lazar and just analyze his physical and linguistic cues. So just break that down, and, and I, I don't mean to jump into your IP or oh, your right. skills, oh, but, no IP but people will be very interesting to hear what were you actually looking at? So I was looking at, so physical cues yep. is micro expressions, um, you know, fidgets, uh, the way they the way they react when certain questions are asked, mm. um, and your linguistic cues, um, you know, their, their mean length of utterance, how many words are using in a sentence, whether yeah. they're jumping from past and present tense, all um, skills that you learn when you do a lot of uh, interviews, yeah. what to look for, those cues. And it was just incredibly interesting because throughout the whole lot, you know, you looked at a person that has been telling the same story for 30 years. Mm. And then when I listened to that one and I was like, I didn't get any re- real indicators or flags that he was um you know telling lies Mm. so then i went back and started looking at the 30 years of all these interviews and he's kept a consistent story over 30 years which is very 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 hard to do Mm. if someone's telling a lie because they 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 go on a different little might just be subtle but they go on a bit of a journey so he is either the world's best in um interviewer or he's telling the truth in my professional opinion that's awesome Mm. that's awesome because i guess it goes to that bigger conversation we were having maybe today and you know on the way to the van is around meaning mm. and we hinted at it with religion in the podcast and that's something I'm I'm deeply interested in and I think the world maybe the world's too big maybe society even Kiwi society needs to find some ways to you know find meaning yeah because you know we we talked about the suicide stats they've never been so high and and that's that must be a lack of meaning T- to give it all up to say I'd rather be nothing than something yep. must be you know I, I it, don't it, mean to oh. shit on things or make it simplistic but you know what I'm saying yeah oh don't yeah, yeah. more than more than most with yeah. you know like just yesterday I was doing a job which involved a suicide right so you know like I leave the police and it's still 
falls within my job description to deal with that sort of stuff. And mm. I take a lot of um, passion in dealing with people that have been victims of suicide. So not the person that's yeah. passed away, but the family, mm. um, the siblings, the, the the loved ones, you know, and dealing with them and helping them through that traumatic experience. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a terrible spot to be in when that's the most rational option. Right. You know, it's, it just feels like... They've got nothing to live for. Yeah. That's where they're at. And when yeah. you talk about meaning, you know, they, they, they've determined that there is no meaning. You know? And that's what I love talking about is where we find our meaning. And it's a hard confrontational topic because, you know, not everyone's clear on... No, and it's completely subjective. You know, yeah. what's meaning for you is not meaning for mm. me. Everyone has their own reason for meaning. You and know? what is meaning for you, John? I, I, I want to put you on the spot. Oh, I'm sweet. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't you, mind talking to yeah, you. Yeah, you know that no, 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 no. <laughs> but, but it's just like, again, we were being recorded and, you know, I, I want to make sure people know that it's not like we're throwing stuff around. For me, it's really, it's really deep. Yeah, and for me, meaning is we're on this planet for such a very very short time mm. so i have an obligation to be the best version of myself for my son um and i have i owe a duty to my my parents because they've raised me really well they give me all the opportunities in the world and it's my i feel like it's my meaning to reward them for the sacrifices they made when i was young and they mm. were developing me to be the person i am today yeah that's awesome uh um What's one tip? <laughs> People must do this to you all the time. What's one tip to tell if someone's BSing you, if someone's telling you a fib, a lie? <laughs> Look at someone in the eye yep. and repeat the question. Really? Yep. So if I said to you, hey man, what's meaning? Yep. And if you started like fidgeting all around and doing stuff. The secret, the secret to human interaction in an interview is that humans become very, very awkward in silence. That's why people can talk. Because if you if I sit here from you and I don't say anything, mm. it's awkward. Yeah, you just want to talk. Mm. So you want to fill a gap. Eh? Yeah, that's what it is, and yeah. that's that's half the secret to what I do. And it's not so much a secret because anyone that's worth their you know worth their weight in investigating mm. and interviewing knows to do it. You know, like that's how we interview homicide people. Is you wow. just sit quiet. Eventually, someone's going to talk. Mm. Um, so ask them the question. Be quiet. Ask them the question again. Ask them it again. Just see if there's consistency, if there's, you know, no micro expressions, if there's real conviction in what they say, mm. they're either an incredibly good fraudster or they're telling the <laughs> truth. That's awesome. Um, I feel silly because I we we burned a lot of our catch up time today uh, just a bit of context this is my lunch break yep. you know from work and you've come to catch up with me and we had a coffee and a nice chat and I kind of thought oh we won't do a podcast because I want to have a decent <laughs> time you're like you, the Aussie and you's like nah man let's do it okay. so we <laughs> yeah we jumped in the back and we're doing this thing but but I guess I want to just acknowledge that I want to catch up again and uh, you know I think part of talking is, is doing exactly this you know and I, I can imagine hours of just conversation yeah, bro, and I, I think that's meaning too, you know, like yeah. chucking stuff out there and, and being a bit vulnerable and, and letting people come along for the journey, you know? Yeah, and I don't I don't think there is vulnerability. Like, yeah. You know, you've obviously gathered that I'm more than happy to speak. Yeah. You know, I don't have... It's choice. I just... Because I, I, I didn't I, see that part of you on the telly stuff that you've done. Yeah. Because they that, never ask you. And it's incredibly scripted. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, like they... That, you know, when you go on national TV, they say, oh, let's talk about this, this and this. Yeah. And they talk about the complete opposite, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, And you're really scripted to what you can say and you, you don't have the free platform to just 
talk yeah. you know which is what this podcast does is you know um, we just talk we listen we yeah. just throw backwards and forward like a tennis match you yeah know? Bro, it's just we live eh? we're, we're being humans it's honesty man um okay i ask every guest uh what's do you have a mind-blowing moment you can share and i guess i articulate that by saying it's something that um maybe you learned a lesson that changed the, the way you look at the world forever is there something you can share there's in that so place? many i mean my you talk about moments that um, vindicate what you do in life um, and I had I've had one of those moments where I when I won the world's best insurance investigator award mm. I you know how I talked before about meaning mm. so I got the opportunity to fly to America and hang out with the homicide hunter Joe Kender wow um, you know one of the most famous people in the world and you talk about um, influential television programs the homicide hunter just trends on the discovery channel yeah. around the world so go there get the award sink a few jars with the homicide hunter we we gave it a fair nudge um and later that night you know i just i was in the hotel room and i had the award there and i just had this euphoric moment where i did it you know i justified my parents you know raising me going through you know all those years in the police getting to the youngest detective ever moving to a different country starting a company being good at what I did and believing in what I could do, then getting the world award. Mm. The first time anyone outside of America or South Africa have ever won the award. Wow. The only person to win it as an individual. So previously it was all insurance teams. So wow. I did it on my own. Um, and, you know, the youngest person ever to win it by far. Wow. And I just had that euphoric moment where I went, this is, this is it. This is what, you know... I wanted to achieve and I'd achieved it you know and so that was that was that one moment of wow. you know vindication of um, you know my parents hard work and all those lessons and all the you know because it wasn't all you know smiling and skipping <laughs> under rainbows there were some tough times you know mm. and that really um, you know made it all worthwhile bro that's awesome um, give us a quick wrap of what's on your horizon so I guess it's a mixture of people can check you out and book your services but also you've got some projects coming up oh heaps of projects like I my um, I'm I've got my dad's jeans and itchy feet. Like I can, I'm always just scheming and doing shit. Um, so I've got a podcast coming up um, based on the life of a private investigator. Series one's going to be called the Infidelity Diaries. So wow. um, that's going to be fun. Then we're going to go into you know like not fun for the dudes who are out there cheating. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that'll be right. We'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll what's the word? Blurb everything out. But, um, when we've got, you know, we're going to do missing persons series. There's going to be a lot of series. So it's basically going to tailor to everyone because everyone's a detective at heart. That's the reason why crimes and thrillers and all those, you know, uh, murder series always trend so well. So I'm um, going to do that in a podcast. Um, Still growing my company. Um, you know, I've entered into a lot of lines, marine lines, uh, debt recovery, just really scaling up to a total insurance solution. So that's a macro sort of scheme. Uh, I mean, in the micro, just keep slaving away and just, um, you know, being hungrier than my competitors. Yeah, man. That's the way to be. John, it's nice to meet you on your 30th birthday. Yeah, Happy yeah, yeah. Birthday, oh, by the way, yeah. yeah, man. 30, 30, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Who, yeah. Stuck in the back of a van on your 30th. Just wrinkles, <laughs> grey hair, receding hairline. You're winning, brother. Um, I want to thank you for doing this quick podcast, and I look forward to many more long chats. Oh, and, I'm sure we will, man. And, um, you know, we're just the musings of life and talk, talking it up, you know? Sure, bro. It's all about the coffee and chills, man. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for joining me, bro.